that is the review that will live in my heart forever. Sing it once and get it over with. I don't need to hear this five times. But okay. I really want to discuss <laughs> Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson. Get your babies get ready. Get your babies ready. Jared Spector, where are you? I don't know if we ever predicted this for the future of Corbin Blue. It was a pity vote, I will say. Go ahead. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Off to Broadway, the podcast where we deep dive into anything and everything musical theater from the comfort of my car. I'm Tara. I'm Stefania. And in today's episode, we're talking about the 2019 Tony nominations. So before we start, a big disclaimer. We have lots of paper with us. We have... um, Tony Award nominations, we have Drama Desk nominations, we have our notes, we have Outer Critic Circle, so a lot of papers. So we do apologize for any page flipping, <laughs> ruffling of paper, all that stuff, but we just want to be correct, so that's why we have yeah. all of the paper. And also, just like our first episode, uh, the Way Too Early Tony nominations, we are focusing primarily on musicals. We will be talking about plays, but this is a musical theater podcast, Look, and to save time... <laughs> And to keep on t- on track with content, we are just going to talk musicals. That being said, Steph, have you processed the nominations? Like, it was a difficult one to process as they were coming up. Um, nothing was super, super shocking, but yet... I'm sorry. Sorry. I was, Beetlejuice? I'm not finished. But some <laughs> things were just more of like a head scratch. I don't know. And to be honest... We don't live in New York, so we haven't seen everything this no, season. No, And so we're going from secondhand accounts and clips that we've seen, but some questionable things, I think, happened on Tony yeah. nomination morning. I was really stressed out because we have a group chat, <laughs> and nobody was online when the Tony nomination started. I was driving to work, okay? And I'm texting, and I keep going, and I'm like, where is everybody? I need to talk about the fact that Beetlejuice got nominated for Best Musical. Where are you guys? I come in, she's like, can you tweet, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it was... I agree with you. It's very hard for us to make any judgment. However, I've seen a few of these shows, um, but it is hard to make judgment on the shows that we have not seen. Like you said, Mm -hmm. I read a lot of the forum pages. I know you read some of them too. Mm -hmm. We read a lot of the like New York critics um, Mm -hmm. and a lot of the opinions that I have on shows that we haven't seen are also based off of out of town tryouts, which are very different sometimes than what actually ends up on stage right now. I mean, speaking specifically to Beetlejuice, the out-of-town reviews were rough. Horrible. Were quite rough. And then when the reviews came out... Well, hold on. The out-of-town reviews were horrible, but then also the first couple preview reviews were horrible. This is true. So what happened in between? No, but the the critics' reviews came out when it opened. It was the last opening night of the season, and they were... Mostly positive, I thought. Yeah, they uh, they really seemed to get the tone and the the spirit that they were going for, which was very surprising considering everything we'd heard going in. Yeah, and it's also like I just said, the previews boards on BroadwayWorld.com. I don't know who was going to see Beetlejuice, <laughs> but there was a ton of hate. Mm-hmm. It was up there with like this is the worst show I've ever seen. <laughs> wow. And then a week later, we see. Seven Drama Desk nominations, which for anyone that doesn't keep up with all things musical theater all the time, the Drama Desk Awards and I would say the Outer Critics Circle Awards are kind of like the Golden Globes. The Precursor Awards. Yeah. But they're interesting because they include Off-Broadway and Broadway and Mm -hmm. have a bunch of different categories, so they can't always translate exactly. Yeah. But they give you an idea of what where, where the tide is turning. Yes, and that's where I think the tide turned when there was seven <laughs> nominations for Beetlejuice, and I was like, oh man, I think they're going to get a bunch of Tony Awards. A few days later, eight Tony nominations. Yep. So let's go through a, f- a few of those nominations. We know that Beetlejuice is up for Best New Musical this year. Yes. It's one of five. I know, we were questioning, would it be four or five? We only picked four when we predicted. Beetlejuice was nowhere on my list. No, like, literally it was not nowhere. even close. I think I was like, Beetlejuice, no. And we will expose ourselves now. This is not the five best musicals that we wanted to see. <laughs> we really wanted The Share Show and Be More Chill in there. I was definitely rooting for The Share Show. Yeah. I never thought Be More Chill would be on there. I talked to so many people that thought it would. No. It's I the really fans' show, right? So I also didn't think it did. And when we talked about this in January, I wasn't confident about being more chill, but I still feel heartbroken for them. It's rough. It's rough. <laughs> it's it's a day that... The nomination day is the day that everyone builds towards so heavily um, for the whole season. And then whether you're a show that gets a lot of nominations but miss out on a key one, or if you don't get any, or maybe just get the one like Be More Chill did. And they got an important one, but just the one. Yeah. It's probably like really rough. 
to wake up that morning to no calls from your agent. Yeah, <sighs> for sure. And speaking of the one that Be More Chill got, it was Best Score, which is also a nomination that Beetlejuice got. This is the shock. Sorry, that's actually where I was shocked. Not even Best Musical, Best Score for Beetlejuice. Eddie he, Perfect. He wrote King Kong. I was just going to say. So Beetlejuice is at the Winter Garden. And King Kong is at the Broadway Theater. They're literally across the street from each other. You're having reviews of Beetlejuice being like, wow, this music is fun. King Kong, everyone's like, this is the worst music I've ever heard in my <laughs> entire life. The King life. Kong music is a little bit older. Like, he wrote it or started to write it a while ago, whereas Beetlejuice yeah. is more recent. So I maybe mean, he's evolved. I saw King Kong. Mm-hmm. I do not like the music. I have also said this to you I've said to my brothers because we saw it together this show would have worked if it was a play with music just Mm -hmm. not a musical so Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what they were going for maybe you're right because I know they started writing King Kong like very soon after Spider-Man I if I recall the first production of King Kong was in 2013 in Australia yeah so even before which was more of like a concert style performance yeah I feel like it was in an arena maybe it's so it's done by a production company that this is their first musical. They typically do amusement park shows, which... It makes sense. <laughs> checks out. <laughs> yeah, it does. The puppet's amazing, and they're getting a special Tony. Sonny Childers is getting the special award for the King Kong puppet. Which well is, deserved. Yeah, and it's so exciting that a show that was not going to be recognized for a lot of awards. However, they did get more awards than Be More Chill. King Kong's nominated for three. Excuse <laughs> me. But it's like, what is it, lighting? Yeah, but all of those are just deserved. I think it's, I think hmm. it's lighting and like set design. Um, yeah. Projections are included under set design. Which is interesting. Yeah, that's like, that's where they're recognized. I think that was a specific criteria. But yeah, to get back to Beetlejuice, so Eddie Perfect wrote the score for this show. Um, They've only released two songs right now, um, Dead Mom and Say My Name. The vibe is not like the Beetlejuice movie, and I know mm-hmm. that they're trying to steer away from that. Um, a lot of people in the comments on the song videos have been saying that Alex Bergman sounds like the cartoon version of Beetlejuice. Oh, interesting. Which, I don't know if they were going down that road, or he just t- sort of models his voice after that version. I don't know that he's seeing uh, modeling his himself after Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have so many questions for this show, and... <laughs> I don't know anybody that's seen it yet. We need to meet somebody. Um, I do want to shout out David Corns because he did the set for Beetlejuice and it's beautiful. Yeah, that seems to really have captured the spirit yeah. of the movie. It's very black and white. There's lots of like green and just cool shapes and sizes. A part of me thinks that Beetlejuice could be the Mean Girls of this season. So getting nothing? Yeah, Mean Girls was nominated for 12 Tony Awards last year, and they got zero wins. And it's a big box name. Tourists will go see it because they've probably seen the movie. Mm-hmm. But it could be awesome, though. Who knows? Maybe. You have to go. Um, also important to mention, that was directed by Alex Timbers, who always has a huge vision for his shows. Yeah. He is... I mean, we saw Moulin Rouge that he did. He's done a bunch of Crazy. really cool things. Yeah. So I, I can see his vision coming to life in that. He was not nominated for Best no. Direction of the Musical, though. I do need to shout out myself, though, because I gave Alex Brightman a vote for Best <laughs> Leading Actor in a Musical in January. It was a pity vote, I will say, because I thought at that point that that might have been the only chance that they had, plus set, to yeah. have any Tony nominations. Did I think a Best Book, a Best Score, and a Best Musical? No way. That's so no interesting. Way. I'm really curious. I want to hear more like, on-the-scene reports of this show. Yeah. Um, to keep in the realm of movies, another movie-turned-musical that is nominated for Best New Musical is Tootsie, starring mm-hmm. our fave, Santino Fontana. Let's I still go. think that... <laughs> let's go. I still think that it's his award to lose. I Yes, looking at the other nominees in that category, we've got... Derek Baskin from Ain't Too Proud. Yep. Brooks Ashmanskis, Alex Brightman, who we already talked about, and Damon Dono from Oklahoma. Yeah, I agree that that's Santino's award. Yeah, I think Santino, out of all of them, really carries that show. It is 100% rides on his performance. Mm-hmm. And if his performance had gone in one too far in one direction, too far in another direction, the whole show would have fallen, fallen apart around him. Yeah. A surprising nomination for me, even though, again, I did nominate her in January, <laughs> is Lily Cooper. She was not on really anybody's radar 
for this show. She got great reviews in the out of town and then yeah. sort of mixed reviews um, it's funny, in Broadway. On I Broadway. have heard about Lily Cooper from the out of town, but then when the Broadway reviews came out, it was Sarah all about Stills. Sarah Styles. Like, and then I thought she would be the one to get the nomination, and it turned out it was both of them. Yeah. Which is that category actually is Stacked. double, double Oklahoma, double Tootsie. Yeah. With um. Ali Stroker and Mary Testa and Amber Gray from Hadestown. Oh, yeah. Hadestown in the middle. I feel like the feature categories in both musical and plays were super stacked this year. And they're always so hard to figure out because it's yeah. such a long list that they could choose from. I also wonder if it, if there's like a time limit of you have to be on stage for this amount of time to be considered featured. Below a certain amount of time or above a certain amount of time? I don't know. Like someone in the ensemble is not getting nominated for featured. Some of the ensemble members should be nominated for featured. <laughs> the really tall guy from Town. <laughs> yes, exactly. Who was also in Frozen. He should have been a double nominee. Double nominee. Actually, well, no, last, last year. year. Yeah. Um, yeah, but same thing with um, Tootsie. Like Beetlejuice is apparently they've changed the storyline, which mm-hmm. is hitting better with Broadway audiences. It's now instead of um, the character becomes Dorothy Michaels to be in a soap opera, it's for a Broadway show, mm-hmm. which is sort of, I guess, a love letter to Broadway. Um, we also, though, haven't heard really anything from this score. No, the only I've only seen the clip that from they Broadway released Con. from yeah from Broadway Con. They have that song in oh, the trailer and the trailer that they released with Santino singing that one song at the end. His voice. <laughs> I won't let you down because you. Give him a 20 for that. I, whenever I think of his voice, I think of him singing 10 minutes ago from Cinderella. And it's like so deep. Yeah. And then when he's singing this, I'm like, oh, you, you're like modulating up a lot. Yeah. And I was reading about it. It's not even falsetto. It's like full modulation. It's It's amazing. Um, I was reading, apparently he had a voice, but then it became too easy for him. So they switched it to a different key. So it doesn't sound like it's too easy. So you as the audience never lose sight that he's a man pretending to be a woman yeah something that i love from the opening night i saw a bunch of pictures is that they gave out the dorothy michaels resume <laughs> which cute. is so great and i think they've changed their playbill a few times now it's dorothy holding, dorothy the, play holding the playbill yeah. in, the play in bill, the playbill which is great i saw a picture of lily cooper holding the playbill with tetsy holding the playbill oh cute yeah <laughs> i it's on my list i would love mm-hmm. to see that show for sure i love santino i think he's so talented I've talked about this before, but when he stepped into Hello Dolly for like the two weeks that he was there, (laughs) and I, I love that show, but I think it's like really due to him that I really love that show. He's just so talented in everything he does. He popped up in Fosse Verdon, um, (laughs) in episode three, and he was amazing in it. I just love him. Um, other people in that category, we talked about Alex Brightman, Derek Baskin, and Ain't Too Proud. You saw Ain't Too Proud. I'm not ready to talk about Ain't Too (laughs) Proud yet. (laughs) Skip. Brooke Sashmanskis in The Prom. We love The Prom! He, yeah, I love him. Um, <laughs> yeah, sticking on that best musical train, the prom got nominated for best new musical, Woo! which we, we predicted. We I think, yeah, the three locks were always Tootsie, Hades um, Town, Town, and, and the, the prom. prom, and then the other ones were no questionable. One yeah, we had put the share show in that slot, both of us, sadly. And Ain't Too Proud snuck itself in there, and Beetlejuice. So. You know, not exactly what we'd thought. No, and just to go back to look at um, the other two award shows that are coming up, the Drama Desk Awards, um, like I said, Beetlejuice got seven nominations, The Prom got five, Into Proud only got one Drama Desk. So oh, weird. What a shocking 12 Tony <laughs> nominations. Um, Town seven, and Tootsie, 11. So Tootsie seemed to be the fan favorite for the Drama the Desk Drama Awards. Desk. Um, and the Outer Critics Circle Awards... Um, just keeping on the best musical train, Town had 12 nominations, Tootsie had 10, Beetlejuice, uh, 4, um, The Prom, 4, and Ain't Too Proud, sorry, we haven't been saying the full name of the show, The Life and Times <laughs> of the Temptations, 3. So pretentious. So pretentious. Um, yeah, I'm not ready to talk about Ain't Too Proud yet. Okay, we'll get there. So we'll get there eventually. Um, but because of all of these, back to the prom. Sorry. Hi, we love the prom. We love the prom. So, the prom, though. Yes, Brooks got nominated. Yes, Beth Level got nominated. But Caitlin got nominated. I know. That was so exciting because we had thought, 
we had debated what category that the lead that Brooks and Beth would be in. Yeah. And when we found out Beth was going to be in lead actress, we thought mm, that will probably push Caitlin out. Yeah, for sure. And then they both got it. I know. I was so excited. That's probably my favorite nomination of the entire Tony. That Awards. show like rests on Caitlin, and she yeah. does such a good job of just and being her such voice a is common killer. presence. She's got such a great voice. But yeah, like you were saying, in January we predicted these nominations without any eligibility I think for any show at that no, point no we had eligibility for the um, summer season so we knew what Head Over Heels was doing which who cares and Pretty Woman we also knew what Pretty Woman was doing also poor Pretty cares? Woman poor Brian Adams poor Brian Adams and poor Andy Carl um but yeah so at that point the prom had not given their eligibility mm-hmm. and we messed up our categories on that yep. but we knew about it mm-hmm. and we um, corrected ourselves in our prom episode and mm-hmm. Now we're just so excited that Caitlyn got a nomination. Caitlyn's nominated against Kelly O'Hara, who played her mom in oh, wow. Richardson Madison County. Oh my god! So mother daughter nominations. I love those little <laughs> connections. That's so cute. Yeah, it's such a great show. I will say though, I'm super disappointed that there was no choreography nomination for the prom. I agree. I mean, Casey Nicola, who does directing and chore- choreographing, um, he was nominated for best director. So I wonder if the nominators thought that that was enough to recognize him but I the really dancing is so good that is such an ensemble show and sometimes I feel like a choreography award is a great way to recognize the ensemble and the hard work that they do yeah particularly because there is no ensemble award um if there was an ensemble award the prom would win hands down the five Hades Town ensemble members though the <laughs> yeah. one tall man the six foot five tall man is winning the Hades he's Town six ensemble. seven thank you that's what Patty Muren <laughs> confirmed for us <laughs> Because they were in Frozen together, of course. But yeah, I, st- I still think Ensemble Award would go to the prom for sure. Yeah, I agree. It's such a great show. Um, it's so interesting that with all of these nominations, I fully forgot that Hadestown had 14 nominations. One, two, one, two, three, Yeah. We were looking up, Hamilton got 16, which is the record, and that's with seven acting nominations. So that's really what put them over the top. Yeah. Hadestown has five acting nominations. So Hadestown, um, it's Broadway last week was. Wait, do they have five or four? Acting? Yeah, they have four they acting have, nominations. They have four of five acting nominations. Reef Carney. Poor Reef Carney. <laughs> so. When we predicted in January, Steph, you did give Reef Carney a lead actor nom. My reasoning was... Your reasoning is correct. Hades Town, 14 nominations, the darling of the Tony Awards, to leave out one principal cast member... Is honestly rude. It's it's heartbreaking. It is... I need to pull up a tweet from Mr. Patrick Page, who is nominated. Reef Carney and Patrick Page have been in a show together... My favorite, Spider-Man, Turn Off the Dark, Spider-Man, and The Green Goblin. So they have worked closely together before on a show that probably was in tech for a really long time. So I feel like they have gotten (laughs) to be good friends. Yeah. So Patrick Page tweeted on Tony Nomination Day. He said, I am so proud of the incredible Hadestown company led by the extraordinary artist and superb human being, Reeve Carney. I want to be him when I grow up. Until then, I am honored to share the stage. This is sweet. I I have a lot of thoughts on this because... I, I'm not saying Reef Carney was snubbed. We'll get into the word snubbed later. Yeah. But it Reef Carney has been number one on the call sheet, to use a movie term, two musicals in a row. And to not be recognized when the rest of your cast is recognized has to be kind of difficult emotionally. And oh, not, I can't even imagine how you know, he feels. He has to go into work with everyone around him who has something to celebrate. And not that he has nothing to celebrate. The show was nominated. And a show that he stars in has so much to do with the success of Every Night. Um, so it's not that he's not doing a great job. It's just there's only five slots. But there's still kind of got to be a little extra sting. They could have put a six spot. They put six women last year for That's lead true, actress. When there's like a little time. Here's the thing. I love Reef Carney. Mm-hmm. I, do I think that he's the best actor of all time? No. no. I love his voice. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people love his voice. But in... A category like this, your it's voice isn't category. enough. It's a strong category. Yeah, it's for sure a strong category. And unfortunately, th- with the critics and with the audience, he is the worst reviewed mm-hmm. in the show. Um, it could just be because the cast is so talented yep. and he's just a little bit weaker than the rest. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just, it's heartbreaking. And I feel for him for <laughs> sure. But that's the thing about the Tony Awards. When you get nominated for an Oscar, let's say, it's like celebration. Yeah. But with the Tony Awards, you... 
most people have to go to work that night and go to the show. Yeah. So either you're in a position like Reef Carney where everyone around you is nominated and you're not and you still have to go on and put that exact same great show that you put on the night before and you're putting on the next day. Or you're in, like, a Stephanie J. Block position where oh, man. you're basically the only thing that was recognized from your show. Yeah, and we'll get into the share show a little later. You're the only thing that was recognized from your show, and nobody else was, and you, everyone oh, sorry, around Bob you. Sorry, Bob Mackie. Sorry, Bob Mackie. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, of the yeah, cast, for sure. you have to go and put on the exact same show that you put on the night before, and, then, and you're going to put on the next day after that heartbreak, and... It's I don't know those two those two kind of situations are mirror for me you know one person yeah you're a hundred percent right because when you get nominated for an acting award in film mm-hmm. you're not performing that movie <laughs> that night that movie is out people have seen it like you mm-hmm. get your performance is out there and you can't change anything these people have been working so hard to. Mm-hmm either through previews to change their characters and they're still working with like script changes and everything that by the time these shows open for perfect example Beetlejuice was one day before the Tony cutoff I'm sure they were changing that show up to that night Mm -hmm. like we knew back when in January when the share show was um when Jared Spector was doing vlogs for the share show he was getting script changes up until one hour before opening night Share would always have a change for them. <laughs> That's crazy. And I assume that other shows were doing the same thing. So at what... I think the share show was slightly special because they usually lock it maybe a week before yeah. opening night. But still, you're always working, always evolving. You get notes all the time. And at what point are you like, this is the character I'm happy with. <laughs> this is the character I want to play. Honestly, probably never. That's true. Which is because, also great. Because every night you have to go out and give another performance. It's you... not a movie where you choose one take. It is an ongoing transaction between you and the audience and your fellow actors and cast members. So and this crew. is honestly just a shout out to theater actors. You guys yes. are doing it right. Awards mean nothing. <laughs> it's true, and there's been, there's been a lot of that. I feel mm. with all the Tony nominations coming out mm. is that these awards are just another name. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything. What these people do eight shows a week mm-hmm. is enough. Every, to be on Broadway, to be on that stage every night, you are talented. You are doing something amazing every night you don't make it to that point if you're not super talented there are so many super talented people who never get to be on broadway who never yeah. make it to that point or who are in the ensemble yeah and so to get nominated for a tony is nice but the award not the award but to get to be able to perform every night for an audience who is loves you and is a fan i yeah. think is the true gift yeah i totally agree with you but let's get back to numbers for a second <laughs> Um, with 14 nominations, mm-hmm. oh my god, but Reeve Carney plays guitar in the show, so like, could he get a special award for orchestration slash score? He does not orchestrate <laughs> or the score. He plays two chords. Something else kind of exciting is the female creative team of Rachel Chapkin of Ananias Mitchell. There's currently... For Hadestown. For Hadestown, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Rachel Chapkin is one of the kind of few female directors working on Broadway mm-hmm. right now. Um, I wish there were more, but she is someone who has such a unique vision all the yeah. time with Town and with Natasha Pierre, the Great Comet, a few years ago. She is someone you go to for out-of-this-world vision. So yeah. really exciting to see her. And Anais Mitchell, nominated for book and best original score. So she um, is, I think, the only woman nominated this year for that. She's also been living with this music for a long so time. So long, so long. I wish there were more female directors working on Broadway female composers working on Broadway. Yeah. Just, I wish we had more representation of diverse voices. Um, but yeah, 14 nominations for Town. That's a huge yeah. uh, win for them. They have been doing performances on the Today Show for Broadway Week. Yeah. And Amber Gray said uh, in the Town performance before they started that they were like, whoa, 14 nominations, that's a lot. Did you expect that? She's like, I wanted more. <laughs> yeah, we were saying Hamilton got 16. I think the producers had 15. But yeah. 14 is... It's up there. It's quite high. Is this Town award to lose? For best musical? Yeah. Probably. I think so too. But speaking of award to lose, <laughs> is this the year of jukebox biopic musicals? No, it's not. Okay, so it's let's get not. into Ain't Too Proud because not. it is our final nominee for best new musical. Um, Ain't Too Proud, The Life and Times of the Temptations. I saw this show in October in Toronto. Mm-hmm. It was the final out of town before... They went to Broadway. I think they had already... They'd had two before. I've yeah, they were the... in L.A. and somewhere else. But... I read the reviews from L.A. But I also think that at the time that they were in Toronto, they already had a theater. Like, it was locked. Yeah, they knew they were going. They knew they were coming. I did not like this show. Mm-hmm. At all. Why? Is... Here's the thing. 
am I, I feel like I'm going to like angry and like passionate <laughs> here. So like if you're a fan of Ancient Proud, I'm really sorry. But there, I've talked to a lot of people that have the same opinions as me. But if you read online from the critics, everybody loved this show. And I don't Excuse know why. Me. The Variety review from the LA production called it a glorified PowerPoint presentation. It's so true. <laughs> and that is the review that will live in my heart forever. But it's also the New York Times critics pick. Everything's a critic's pick. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> um, why didn't I like this show? Yeah, I want to. So I, mean, I, I want to give our listeners, hi mom, um, you know, constructive critiques. Also, <laughs> hi to my mom, who also did not like Ain't Too Proud. I am going to sound like a huge hypocrite here because I'm about to say that I don't like biopic musicals, mm-hmm. but I freaking love the Share Show. <laughs> the reason I feel that I love the Share Show is because it challenged the norms of mm-hmm. a typical standard biopic musical Mm -hmm. ain't too proud is your typical standard Mm -hmm. biopic musical yeah it's nothing more and nothing less are these guys super talented of course they are all everyone on those stages is so talented shout out to jeremy pope we'll talk about you later you double nominee wow Can I tell you who he played in Ain't Too Proud? No. Ephraim Sykes was... One of the temptations, yeah, obviously. Yeah, he did. But Ephraim Sykes was also nominated, and I didn't see him, so... Oh, he was out. He George was out Eaker. that night. Shout out to George Eaker. It's the story of the Temptations. I love the music. The life and times. Sorry, the life and times of the Temptations. Um, I love the music. Mm-hmm. It's motown music. But I feel like I saw this musical when I saw Motown. Mm-hmm. I know. It's interesting that they're fairly close together. Kind and of I, similar subject matters. And also a problem I had with this show, which is a problem that I had with Beautiful, another unpopular opinion. Everyone loves Beautiful. I hated Beautiful. You know I also did not care for Beautiful. Yeah. Sorry, Carol King. <laughs> but like I love Carol King music though. Yeah, and Chilean Chilean and Kennedy was great. Beautiful. Beautiful voice. <laughs> <laughs> she was so beautiful. That was not intentional, but it really is. She's so talented. Um no, I agree on Beautiful in that. It didn't feel like it had a storyline. It just felt like it was situation, 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 situation. Yeah, and one problem that I specifically had with Beautiful, which happened again in Ain't Too Proud, is they did a lot of introducing, we're going to sing this song, here's a snippet of this song, and then let me bring this song back three times later. (laughs) Sing it once and get it over with. I don't need to hear this five times. I don't need to hear The Temptation sing My Girl five times. I really don't. My Girl is one of those songs that you're just like, we get it. (laughs) Yeah, and... The glorified PowerPoint presentation comment is correct. They have projections for no reason. There's a funeral scene and they're projecting raindrops and like filming people that were at the funeral. And they do this weird thing where every single place they go on tour, they they have a rolling city name that mm-hmm. goes around. The only thing I liked about this production was that there was a treadmill in the floor and I loved oh, it. It was great. Fun. But that was it. <laughs> Their voices were fine. I also, I put Derek Baskin in my nominations. I know, yes, he did get nominated for lead actor. I know you put him in too. He's technically the narrator of the show, but he also doesn't do very much. Well, he's the only, he plays, I am not going to remember his name. I'm sorry. But he plays the only. Otis. Otis Williams. He's the only, so you know the Temptations still exist as a band. And he's the only one who's. Living member, yeah. He's the only one who's still in the Temptations. So a lot of them have left. Okay, I also... I I have a song that they released maybe three years ago on my iPod. Wow. (laughs) It's a cover of Earned It by The Weeknd, and it is great. You deserve it. You deserve it. That was another thing. They went through... I'm pretty sure at one point there was like... They rotated members a lot. And they rotated every (laughs) member in the show. I don't need to see this. And and that being said, the character that Ephraim Sykes plays, I fully understand why that uh, that that he was nominated because mm-hmm. he does. He's the one member of the group that is sort of like out there. He does all the cool dance moves. Mm-hmm. He's like the ladies' man, but he also is a hothead and like gets in fights mm-hmm. with them. So he's a bit more interesting than everybody else. But that being said, they split the feature category here with Hades Town for best. Um, featured actor in a musical yeah they gave two nominations to ain't too proud <laughs> i am fine with the patrick page under the shields nominations for hadestown Who i am the- not okay with this um and yeah that brings us to that category sorry jared specter where are you <laughs> i miss you jared specter but i'm thinking about the featured actor category we've got two ain't too proud the life and times of the temptations we've got two hadestown and then we got one from tootsie i'm gonna butcher this name here we go andy Grotolution. Who 
is he he plays his roommate i think i don't know that was a full left field nominee for me where are you george salazar <laughs> where are you jared specter jared specter was kind of shocking but then the share show was basically left out so the tides had turned against but the fact that jared specter got nominated for playing barry man in beautiful and then didn't get nominated for playing sonny bono in the share show yeah, it's but so is, did they do that because, like, he already got his chance to play someone in real life? He also was in Jersey Boys. <laughs> he played Frankie Valli in Jersey Boys. I don't know, but I, I haven't seen the show, but I have seen Beautiful, and I just can't imagine that... And it's a different category and different competitors each year, but I just can't imagine that Barry Mann is a better slash media role than Sonny Bono. No. He has to die in the share show, Okay. You get to die. He wears, sorry, I'm just. He wears gonna, a wig. He on wears a, wig. a double <laughs> wig. That's commitment. Jared Spector should have got a Tony Award for wearing two wigs at the same time. Where's the wig design award? Honestly, there's a wig design award for the drama desk. I'm yes. pretty confident. Is Cher nominated for the double? Yes, wig? they are. Cher is nominated for that. Correct. Um, but yeah, just so we don't steer way too <laughs> off. Um, Ain't Too Proud, last musical nominee, and I looked it up. We just talked about this. The Jersey Boys in 2006 was the last biopic musical to win Best Musical. I think it's the only one, honestly. And you know what? It should stay that way. We'll talk about my musicals another time, but I really don't know. Unless the share show was nominated, and then I would be fine with it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I I just, I don't know if the goal of biomusicals is always the awards. It might just be the money. Yeah, you're 100% (laughs) right. You know? Yeah, and also I think it's, it's really nice for whoever is alive of the biopic musical mm. that um, it's about if they get to see what their life is like portrayed on stage. That being said, I think it's too trendy right now and they need to like hold off. Do we need a Destiny's Child musical? No way. We 100% do. No! <laughs> I'm a survivor. <laughs> Destiny's Child, the musical up for next year's Tony Award. So that is our best new musical category. Before we continue with the other categories, I do want to just say that the Tony awards administration committee are the people that nominate the shows um the number of members is different every year and all of these people do have to see every single show yeah i think they have to prove that they've seen every show with a ticket stub or they have to submit what date they've seen it on even i think the voters have to and if you haven't seen everyone in the category then i don't think you're allowed to vote in that category honestly a dream job that would be so but like who pays for this do you have to pay for your own tickets no i'm pretty sure they're comped like by the tony awards the tony awards administration it would be a great job send me to (laughs) send me to vote on all of the best musicals this year i'm ready for it incorrect um let's briefly talk plays to get it over with (laughs) for lack of a better word um the most shocking nominations i would say is that to kill a mockingbird and network did not get nominated for best play see more to kill a mockingbird yeah, than network network i was not shocked about i there were mixed reviews on network i know you saw it and loved, I loved it, it yeah. but i this was not shocking to me the shock is to kill a mockingbird being left out people love aaron sorkin for whatever reason but people also hate aaron sorkin people also hate aaron sorkin which i think is what happened here <laughs> it's a polarizing thing i mean i don't want to get too political <laughs> not even too political <laughs> but i read to kill mockingbird when i was 13 at a very impressionable age um i wrote university admittance essays on atticus finch like i i would probably be so emotional seeing this show but the fact that aaron sorkin took this book that is centered around a young girl and then thought you know what will make it better let's center it around a man instead mm-hmm. <laughs> after the author has died and is no longer here to ensure the integrity of her work it frustrates me honestly the fact that jeff daniels i'm sure he's, jeff daniels i'm sure is giving an amazing performance jeff daniels is such a taunted actor but that he's in the lead category and celia kenny bolger as scout who is the main character and narrator of the book is in the featured category yeah that doesn't sit right with me yeah it bothers me yeah and i think that you're not alone in that uh situation bolger is amazing i saw her maybe seven years ago in Peter and the Starcatcher and maybe one of my favorite theatrical experiences ever. I love her so much. That's all. <laughs> she was also playing a child in that one, just like she's playing a child here. <laughs> she, she only plays children. multi-talented. She played a child in 25th Annual. Also, shout out to Gideon Spe- Glick. Shout out to Gideon Glick also playing a child. <laughs> <laughs> I love Gideon Glick. I know you do too. I, he's the best. He's so His good. His little voice. <laughs> yeah. I think that this was the perfect opportunity because there is no best book 
for plays? No, the best play award is the best book of a play. So I would say that the highest category, just like in the musical category, is like book of a musical director and best musical or best revival sort of all go together, I would Mm -hmm. say, just like the Oscars. Mm -hmm. Um, So in this situation, because there is no best book, there's only a best play, they're like, you know what? We are not going to give this to to Kill a Mockingbird because we do not want to give this to Aaron Sorkin. Well, yeah, look at all of the websites that are in quotations putting out the snubs. It's all his face. It's not the cover of the show. It's just Aaron Sorkin's Sorkin's face. face. It's like, ha ha ha. You, yeah. I wonder (laughs) if he'll be there. Probably. Mind you, the show is still nominated for... A lot. Eight? Does that sound right? Eight or nine. Nine awards, you're right. Nine yeah. awards. So, the- including another shocking one, best score. Okay, but Adam Gettle writes beautiful music. I'm sorry, though. To Kill a Mockingbird is the last show I would predict to be in the best okay, score category. Adam Gettle. Especially when they have five other nominees they already. Put six nominations in there. Adam Gettle wrote one of my faves, The Light in the Piazza. It's so beautiful. Write another musical, Adam Gettle. Um, he also wrote Floyd Collins. Whoa. <laughs> I, I saw a shared in like. production of that show, yeah. I know you don't love Floyd Collins. Um, but he wrote Floyd, wrote Floyd Collins. Um, so I understand the, you know, I, I don't know the specific score to Kill a Mockingbird, but I know his style of music and I, it is beautiful. Interesting. So King Lear, the music was written by Philip Glass, who was another, just won a Kennedy Center honor, uh, or just received a Kennedy Center honor. You don't win those. <laughs> um, and kind of surprised that he was left out if they went to, with to Kill Mockingbird, but King Lear was kind of left out in general. So yeah, we um, when we predicted these in January, we were questioning if a play was uh, yeah. going to be in there. Um, again, did not think Beetlejuice was going to get scored there. <laughs> so the we were correct on the four. Yeah, we just didn't know they'd up we it just to six. Yeah, I didn't know. Oh, also just to to point out before we continue with the best musical category. Um, I was watching the Live at Five with Paul Wontorek the day before the Tony nominations, and they said that if there is um, more than nine musicals out in a a season, then Mm -hmm. you can go up to five nominations, which is what they did. I think there were 11 this year, 11 new musicals. And I think this has happened in previous years, but they chose to go with four. It might have been a weaker year. It might be, they might have to cross a vote threshold. Mm -hmm. That might be where they're where they're at. I don't know how it works with plays. There were so many plays this year. 13 new plays this year. Yeah. Which, it was a great season for plays, honestly. Well, The Ferryman is probably going to oh, take it all. Oh, The Ferryman! We have not seen this show. No. I've talked to a couple of people that have, and they love it so it much. It just, they announced a national tour, so. They did? Yeah! 2020. Whoa, do we think it's going to come to Mervish? This is a good question. They okay. should. I'll sit there for three hours. It's three and a half. I'll sit there for the... that five minute pause. I'm ready. Yeah. Do you think they'll cast a new baby in every city? Or do you think they'll tour with a baby? I wonder if they toured with a kid for Waitress. I no, like they picked a new kid in every city. They a new kid in every city. Well, anybody in Toronto listening, get your babies ready for the, the babies ferryman just, tour. The baby probably won't even be... The babies who are going to be in the ferryman are not born. Are not born. <laughs> are fully not born. They have to be so little. They can't roll over. Yeah. As soon as the baby learns to roll over, you're cut. You're out. So, ready for anyone pregnant right now. <laughs> yeah, if anyone's currently pregnant. We also... This show is not coming to Toronto. Like, we, it says national tour. It's probably going to be the States at first. We'll see. But when it does come to Toronto, get your babies ready. Get your ready. babies ready. Um, yeah, other plays recognized. So, Gary, a sequel to Titus Andronicus with Nathan Lane. Mm-hmm. Love him. Inc., which is with um, Johnny Lee Miller and Bertie Carvel. What the Constitution Means to Me with Heidi Schreck. Produced by Alex Wise. Did you know this? No. Yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, among Shout out others, to boys. Among others, but Alex Wise also. And Choir Boy. Shout out to Jeremy Pope. Yeah. <laughs> Written by um, the same screenwriter as Moonlight. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of Jeremy Pope, shout out to double nominee Jeremy Pope. He was nominated for Best Featured Actor in a Musical for Ain't Too Proud of the Life and Times of the Temptations. And mm-hmm. he was nominated for Lead Actor, lead in, actor in a Play for Choir Boy. I... They released a few clips from Choir Boy, and I just love to hear him sing. I almost went to Choir Boy. I think this was me. You're in New York. You're like, what should I see? I'm like, Choir Boy. <laughs> I was also on the Today Takes app, and it was like readily was it, available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It extended so enough that 
he had to leave, I think, a week early to go into Ain't Too Proud because they basically overlapped a week. Yes, and also, I'm so sorry, I don't remember his name, but the guy that I saw in Hamilton in New York who played Mulligan is mm. also in Choir Boy. Oh, really? Yeah. The music is beautiful. And Camille A. Brown, who was snubbed for choreographing Once on this Island, was nominated for choreographing Choir Boy, the one play that got into the choir choreography oh, awards. I feel like that was, uh, we're so sorry about last year. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like, you're really talented. She also directed choreographed sorry um jesus christ superstar live oh, wow. so she's great um yeah but jeremy pope is one of six people to be a double nominee really in one year the most recent actor to do this was mark rylance in 2014 12th he was night and richard uh, iii and ooh. he won for 12th night that's amazing I was it in the same category though or uh, one was featured one was one lead, featured, one was lead. yeah this is that, like i don't know that jeremy pope is gonna win either no, I don't think Jeremy Pope will win either, but this is a recognition for being amazing all season. Um, and he's young. Like, this is so yes! exciting. So cute. Um, yeah. This is like Ivy Lynn in Smash was nominated for Liaisons and, and Bombshell and in Bombshell. one season. <laughs> there were so many tweets about that. It was honestly made my day. It was so great. Everyone, there was also a tweet. I think Jen Tepper, producer of Beamer and Chill, put out a tweet of... Do you remember when they made that board of yes. all of the pictures? <laughs> was Andrew Barth Feldman like, what is this uh, logo for Oliver? Is this the Daniel Fish Oliver? <laughs> but yeah, like Jennifer Damiano was in that. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Catherine McPhee for Hit List. <laughs> wow. <sighs> Revive Smash again. Um, we'll just keep, we'll ju- we're just here to revive Smash. Um, but yeah, that's so exciting to be a double nominee. Mm-hmm. And It's a good night. His I, parents. I know. They must be so happy. And I also feel like you don't really get to take that in until mm-hmm. this is all over. No. No. Which is crazy. Does he get two pins at the nominee's breakfast? Whoa. That, what a great question. Pins. I want to shout out Best Featured Actor in a Play because some I think it was Adrian Warren who pointed out that every nominee in that category has also been in a musical on Broadway. So I'll just shout all of them out. She had a great tweet being like, whoever says you can't be in a musical, can't be in a play, you're wrong. It's so true. So we're going to shout out Bertie Carville in Inc., who was previously in Matilda as Miss Trunchbull. Robin Jesus, who was previously nominated for In the Heights and La Caja Fall. Gideon Glick, currently in To Kill a Mockingbird, who made his Broadway debut in Spring Awakening as Ernst. Brandon Uranowitz in Burn This, who we love in Falsettos. I love him. I love him in general. He's yeah. wonderful. He, if you check out uh, Robbie Fairchild's Instagram, he, Robbie Fairchild and a couple of their other friends waited outside Brandon Uranowitz's apartment building. Listening and watched, to the Tony nominations. Watched the Tony nominations on their phone. And as soon as his name was announced, rung the doorbell. The with poor woman that was just coming out of <laughs> the building. Like, and she, they were like, our friend was just nominated for a Tony. <laughs> it was so cute. They had bagels and noisemakers. And, and Brandy- he was watching from above. <laughs> it was so cute. And Brandy Renner was just like, um, what was you going to do if I lost? And yeah. Like, Throw away the noisemakers and come with the bagels and anyway. And something super cute is um, Stephanie J. Block is nominated this year too. So mm-hmm. Falsettos is like reuniting oh, at the Tonys this that's year. That's so exciting. Yeah. They're married in falsettos. Yeah. This is so cute. And finally, Benjamin Walker, who is currently in All My Sons, but... American Psycho. American... No. Sorry. Bloody <laughs> Bloody Andrew Jackson. He's tried to do a musical. Look, he really tried. Wait, was he not in American Psycho? He was in American Psycho. Oh, okay. But I really <laughs> want to discuss <laughs> Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson. I thought you would want to discuss American Psycho. I also want to discuss American Psycho. I love American Psycho. That's for another day. Um... You have that's, a lot of thoughts on that. That's a great bootleg to watch, honestly. It honestly is. <laughs> like, I've seen it twice, I think. That is a great bootleg to watch. I'm sad there's no you cast. You know, the show is closed, so, like, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, It closed after, like, two months. Yeah. So, this is how it lives on. I am sad that there was no cast recording from the Broadway production, because it's only from the West End production. I am sad we don't have Jennifer Damiano singing those songs for me to listen to every day. I'm ready for Jennifer Damiano to be in a show and get nominated for a Tony, to be honest. Come back. She was nominated for Next Normal. But, like, she needs to come back. She was only, like, 17 when she was nominated for Next Normal. Whoa. She should have been nominated for Mary Jane's best. <laughs> that wig. She was so good. Her voice is it's so, so beautiful. amazing. I've been listening to Next Normal recently. Same, but like stop because we're I know, I know, I know. Because we're seeing it so soon. Um, and I, I always forget how great her voice is. Yeah, so pretty, man. Um, so yeah, that category really stood out to me, and it made me happy because I wonder if they're like talking about that at the nominees brunch. There, I, how is the nominees brunch set up? Like, what is the table set up? Do people from the same show sit together or do people from the same category sit together? I don't know. Because I want the categories to sit together. That's like a hilarious dinner party. Yeah. You've got share. You've got. <laughs> oh my God, you're so right. Yeah. It's just like this is such an exciting time mm-hmm. in the Broadway community. Mm-hmm. I would so, love to be in New York right now. 
and it would be fun. Stephanie Dubach was saying she's never been nominated while still doing the show every day. Because oh, her last two nominee nominations for were for shows that had already closed. So she's getting to experience it in the fullest way, I guess, yes. this year. And while we are on the topic of Stephanie J. Block, it is time to talk about our upsets of the Tony nominations. I am heartbroken for the share show. Man, the share show. It's interesting. I don't want to call anything a snub because... No, I hate the word snub. Because there's only so many things that can get nominated. And so many people that And so many nominated. people, and everyone is talented, mm-hmm. and it's not... Because then when you say snub, who would you leave out? It's just... This is just how it rolled out. This is the combination of people that came out this year. Yeah. And in a different year, it could have been a different combination of people. It's just... This is how it works. But... However, that being said, I do have two upsets. Upsets. From this. Got it. Well, I actually have three upsets, but two specifically from the, from share, the share show. From the show. Okay. Jared Spector mm-hmm. deserved a nomination for Sunny. He really did. His voice is so great. He also, like, modulates like Stephanie does her his mm. voice to sound like Sunny did. He has... It is not an easy job to be on a stage. Mm-hmm. Again, this is a biopic musical. I know what I said earlier, but I'm going <laughs> to change it right now with the share show breaking the norms of a biopic musical, a traditional one. There are three shares on stage. Mm-hmm. He is one character, mm-hmm. and he is interacting with all three shares mm-hmm. basically at the same time. It is not easy to do that. <laughs> and he's also just so great, and he seems like the nicest person ever. I love Jared Spector. An upset for me from the share show is Michaela Diamond. Mm-hmm. I feel like they messed up here. <laughs> Do I think that someone should have been taken out of that category? No, no. I know. But they had the chance here to make her the Broadway darling of this season. She's 19 years old. She'll get one in the future. Her future is so she bright. She needs one for this. <laughs> <laughs> she needs one for singing I Got her- You, Babe. Babe, the youngest version of Cher, and she, honestly, like, if Stephanie wasn't in this show, Mm -hmm. this is her show. Wow. I did read a bunch of different comments on the Broadway World forums about how, did the Cher show take a risk here doing three shares, and Mm -hmm. did this, was this the reason that they didn't get as many Tony Awards as as fans might have thought? That's such an interesting question. I don't know. I mean, it seems like they rewarded... um, the traditional biopic this year, Ain't You Proud? But last year, Summer didn't get a Best Musical nomination, but it did get nominations for both LaShawn's and Ariana DeBose. Yeah. So, which is the same sort of setup. And it might just be that was the competition of that last year versus this year. We have some heavy hitters, Stephanie, um, Kelly O'Hara, Beth Level, all in that Best Actress category. Whoa. Um, I know. Think about that. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Think about that. Um, and I'm, who am I forgetting? Even Obozada and Caitlin Kanunen, who were both younger, but this is Eva's second nomination. Yeah, and she's like 24. She's so young. 23, yeah. Um, so it's just, it's hard to... I almost wonder, though, so if, they, if they put that sixth, sixth slot in there... Who is it? Well, if they had Michaela in the in the slot... Is she in lead slot, or isn't she in feature? I a feature, feature. Oh, sorry, that was lead. Sorry, I was saying lead. Yeah. yeah. Which, I don't know. I feel like the one that um, Sarah... Styles mm-hmm. is the one that none of us predicted. And she was sort of a dark horse. Like, she came up really heavy in the reviews. People love her yeah. performance. She sings one, I think, great song. And I think that is probably where mm-hmm. some people thought Michaela would have slotted in, was yeah. in her spot. Um, but I also think Stephanie Styles from Kiss Me Kate has been getting great reviews. Yeah. And Kiss Me Kate was kind of unrepresented as well. I'm so upset for Corbin Blue. Corbin Blue! Your tap number is oh! so good. Oh, that when they released a clip of that tap number, I think I watched it four times in a row. He's, He's amazing. Yeah, I love tap dancing. I mean, we knew this from his high school musical days. We know <laughs> we that Corbin is amazing. <laughs> I don't dance is a great number. <laughs> he lied to us in that song, though. <laughs> yes, he did. But yeah, this He's like so great. it's it's sort of shown that Corbin Blue has grown up and into He's a true performer. So talented. Yeah. I don't know like I don't know if we ever predicted this for the future of Corbin Blue. No, but for, I'm so happy. I am so happy for it. Yeah. It gives me so much joy. Um, I want to see him in either a live musical, like a live TV musical. Oh, that'd be so good. Or a musical movie. Can he be in the new Guys and Dolls that they're making? Well, 
he would be good, right? Yeah, he could have been in the new in the Heights. I'm sad that he didn't get a nomination for this. Yeah, like it's just it's and, stacked. And this is a stack season. And yeah, staying in that category, I'm really sad for George Salazar. This is a tough one. He was on everybody's list. That's where everyone thought the show would be nominated. Kind of in a we we we're not going to give this show the big nominations, but we want to recognize it somewhere. And I guess that's what they did with best score, but yeah, shout out to Joe Iconis. Joe Iconis, so exciting. They must be like so happy He's at the Lyceum. He's been trying to get He's a show on, on its feet forever. It yeah. must be so exciting, but also kind of a little bit sad because I'm yeah. sure everyone was telling George, "This is your nomination. Like you're going to get it." And we expected it. We thought it was going to happen. Oh, yeah. And then it just didn't. And, yeah, he's got such a great voice and the mm-hmm. character is so good and he's been with this show forever mm-hmm. that I feel like it's a little heartbreaking for him, too, that when you walk into the theater to mm-hmm. do your show after the nominations yeah. and he probably thought that he was going to get nominated, too. And, yes, him and Joe Iconis are best friends, so I'm sure he's super happy yeah. for him. But it's, it's the hard. show only got one nomination and to perform... I don't know. I was reading some tweets saying that, like, the standing ovation was real at Be More mm-hmm. Chill the night of the nominations, which is so great. Mm-hmm. Go see Be More Chill on Again, Broadway. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I personally would have put it in the best musical category. No. but We did give it best score. And yeah, we also, and I, we and I did think that's correct. George, because I, I do think that is... I put Will Rowland in best actor because I love him. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, I think it's a deserved score nomination. Yeah. It's a great yeah. cast album. It really mm-hmm. is. Shout out the uh, category that we predicted correct. Best Revival of a Musical. Shout out to Best Revival. <laughs> there were only two <laughs> options. But we also were not sure if they were going to put them in the play category. They have chosen not to have that category. Like, if if both of those were poorly reviewed, they would have just not had it. Yeah. yeah, speaking of Oklahoma, Rebecca and Naomi Jones. A little yeah, bit that's of a little a, bit of an upset, I think. An upset. So, to have Rebecca and Naomi Jones, the main character, another, you know, number one on the call sheet, getting left out. It's yeah. very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. Shout out to uh, American Idiot, the musical. Shout out to American Idiot. Shout out to what's her name. Shout out to the Glee Project, Ali Stroker. Yeah, and also she is <laughs> she is the first. Is she the first? I think she's the first um, um, actress in a wheelchair on Broadway in a wheelchair, to, yeah. to be nominated for a Tony Award. Yeah, so that's and amazing. she, from what I've seen, I know they performed on Fallon, and they've just put out a few clips from uh, the show itself. Mm. She is really like moving <laughs> in that wheelchair. She she's always racing is. around. She has never. You know, the first time I ever saw it was on the Glee Project, and then she was subsequently on Glee. But she has never allowed that to be a limitation for her. Which is amazing. It's and it's so really fun. amazing that the community is recognizing her for that. There are She's a great voice. She does have a great voice. There are six nominees who have done a Broadway production of Spring Awakening. Oh my god, they should all get together. <laughs> Gideon Glick was in the original cast. Lily Cooper was in the original cast. Ali Stroker was in... Deaf West. Deaf West. Yeah. Um, Patrick Page was in the Deaf West. He was? Yeah, he was adult man. <laughs> um, Caitlin Kanunen was a replacement in the original Broadway yeah. cast, and Christine Nielsen, who's nominated for Gary, is in the um, was in the original Broadway cast as adult woman. That's cool. I know they should all get together. And they take should a be at the same table. <laughs> yeah, they're like everyone that was in a production of Spring Awakening. Specifically, over here. like Gideon and Lily, they were teenagers when they did that show. Yeah. Um, and I pic- I'm like picturing nominated. Lily right now with the braids yeah. and, and the dress. Martha. Oh my god, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were so young. There was a lot of Lily Cooper love from her SpongeBob family yes. on Twitter. It was, it was so, so cute. So Wesley sweet. Taylor, uh, Ethan Slater, they were like tweeting her, being like, "Everyone is amazing, but also Lily, Lily Cooper." Cooper. <laughs> she is amazing. A former Alphaba. Yeah. Another Steph- Stephanie, a former Alphaba. Yeah. Oh wow, we've yeah. If Teal was, if Teal was <laughs> that's got true. Nominated, another Alphaba. Another Alphaba. <laughs> Do you think Michaela? They should just put the people that have played the same characters at at the the same same tables. tables. Yeah. Hi, anyone who's ever been in Wicked, we're gonna come over here. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure like someone has been in Wicked. I feel like because she's sang popular before, but Ali Stroker would be such a good Glinda. Yeah. Her voice. Yeah. And her personality. Yeah. Well, Wicked did not win Best Musical. Thinking about that. No, Avenue Q won. Yeah. So this is just this is another thing we were talking about this last year a lot, where the band's visit won everything, and it was competing against. SpongeBob, SpongeBob mean, Girls and Frozen. mean Girls and Frozen. And Which, think about that year for a second. <laughs> it's so wild. But to compare, let's just take twos. 
to compare the band's visit versus Spongebob? How? How do you even do that? They're so on opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. And both amazing in their own ways. But, I mean, you can make the same argument right now. Compare Hades Town to Beetlejuice. Yeah. So, actually, those both kind of hell. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. Okay, the prom to Beetlejuice. Yeah, compare, like, the prom to Beetlejuice, let's say. They're so far apart on the spectrum. And how do you possibly compare it? It just comes down to what speaks to you in the moment and what is connecting with voters in the moment. It's not the end-all, be-all of value of these shows. No. And as much as we debate them and as much as, like, this is my Avengers Endgame, like, (laughs) like, these awards, while exciting and I love them do not determine the value of any of these shows no. or any of these actors or any of these performances or any of these crew members or No, but I can ensembles. tell you that we cannot wait for Tony Night. June 9th! Here we come! Yeah, we can't it's wait. It's so close. I know. It we're like really a month closer. out. Oh, so excited. A quick shout out to the Canadians that were nominated this mm-hmm. year. Um, best book, we have Bob Martin. He worked with Chai Beglin on the book for The Prom. Um, we have best choreography for Ain't Too Proud, which is Sergio Trujillo. And best director nominee Des Machina for Ain't Too Proud The yeah. Life and Times of the Temptations after we ripped apart Life and Times of the Temptations we're like yay Canadians Canada Sergio <laughs> Trujillo has done a lot of great things including the choreography for Next to Normal which is underrated and I love it so I feel like if we continue to talk about all of these nominations we're just gonna go down a deep hole and we do not have time for that nope. so it is time for our obsessions <laughs> of the week okay so mine is related to an upset from the Tony nominees. Okay. I am going to give some love to George Salazar. <laughs> My obsession this week is a version of a song that we love the song. I don't know if you've ever heard the version, but it's from Two Player Game and it's the goodbye song. Oh, uh, you have sent me this version. It's so different than the, the goodbye song on, on Smash. Smash. It does not feature the ensemble of Hitlist, <laughs> the fake Broadway show. Um, <laughs> Including Philippa Soup. Yes. George's voice is just so different than most traditional singers out there. And mm-hmm. this version of the Goodbye Song, written by Joe Iconis, um, is there's no really production on it. It's just like piano and George singing. And he takes some like really cool stylistic choices. And I just love the way that he sings it. Come, no, you can't come with me. Stay. It's on their two-player game album. It's a great album. The Broadway Here I Come that he sings is also really good. I would like to be at a Joey Coniston family concert one time. I think there was one Recently, the night of the Tony nominations. There's been like five. <laughs> I would also like to go to a Joey Conis Christmas concert and a Halloween concert. Let's go for the Joey Conis Christmas concert next year. Yeah. It'd be so fun. It's just like all his friends. Just a family, yeah. yeah. Um, What's your obsession? My obsession. Okay. So let's to set the scene. We're going to take us all the way back to December 2018 to opening night of the share show at the end <laughs> I know what it is <laughs> they're all on stage after their bows who comes out but share they start playing turn back time Stephanie J. Block starts singing if I could turn back time and then still in her share impression she says go ahead to share it's honestly iconic that two words of her doing go ahead that aren't even in the show no is the reason she was nominated for a Tony. I don't know why I did the things I did. Go ahead. I don't know why I said the things I said. <laughs> Honestly, yes. In her giant wig. Yeah. And when she, just pretending to be Cher, says to actual Cher, go ahead. Yes. I everything. actually, like, thinking back to... I've seen that video so many times. Oh, my God. I watch it on Instagram. all the time. Yeah, it's so all good. The time. But, yeah, thinking back to that, I was like, I don't, if that was, if I was in that position, I would not use my share voice to speak to share. <laughs> That's what's so iconic about it is it's that amazing. she is like still share. She's a telling share yeah. to go ahead. I, Queen Stephanie. Queen Stephanie, J Block. I hope you win. I'm rooting for you because yeah, you're same. so talented and amazing and I love you. That's all. Wow, was she going to sing Turn Back Time with Cher at the Tony's? See, this is my question now because we didn't even talk about this, but No, once... we can't get into it. But... We we don't know who's performing at the Tony's. Yeah. So remember that year of If Then when Adina Menzel just sang It's Always Starting Over like in jeans and a sweater yeah. with no production value? That is If Then. <laughs> Do you think the Cher show will perform because they were only nominated for three awards? I think... I think that they should buy a spot for Stephanie. Spot. They really should. should. Cher's got some money. She can put it up. <laughs> I mean, the, there are two kind of reasons to buy a spot. One, because you're nominated. But I think the number one reason is 
to sell tickets. Yeah. And we were, we were show- also wondering, this is not this season, but is Moulin Rouge going to buy a spot? Would kill for this. Same. I, I don't know. I, I also wonder if Be More Chill is going to buy a spot because they did yeah. get nominated for Best Score. That's another that one musical? I can see them doing just... Stick a little bathtub in the corner. Aww, get George like, Salazar sing Michael in the bathroom. Because they're nominated for scores. So they want to show off a song. And that's, I think, the most well-known song from b But I would also, if I was, like, Joe Iconis, I'd be like, I want my cast the out there. there. Yeah. The but that costs money, you know? Yeah, but they're not doing money. anything else. <laughs> it costs money, though. It does. No, I'm really excited for the Hadestown performance. I'm That'll really excited for Oklahoma. That'll be great. The Kiss prom. Me Kate. The Kiss prom. me Kate. Can, no, they'll have Kelly O'Hara do something for Kiss Me Kate. But the, then, like, go into Corbin, Corbin Blue. Blue. <laughs> Tap dancing. This has turned into a Justice for Corbin Blue podcast. We're this is a stand podcast. Yeah, I'm ready for your Tony nomination, whenever it might be. You know what? We should just write a show and cast a minute. Yes. I'm ready for but it. But yeah, I'm really excited. We're so excited for the performances. We're so excited for the awards and the speeches. I can't wait for Bob Mackie to dress Stephanie J. Block on the <laughs> carpet. Yes. I love it. Now that there are so many nominees that we didn't think going to be in there, mm-hmm. I think the race is a little bit more wide open. Um, it's just a really exciting time for us. This is my Avengers and, Endgame. And as all I the said. theater nerds out there. And yeah, the 73rd Annual Tony Awards airs on June 9th, and we will be reacting to it. We will be reacting live and hopefully posting the next day, so stay tuned for that, <laughs> and stay tuned for my all-nighter. You can subscribe to our podcast anywhere podcasts are found, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at off 2 Podcast, and be, feel free to tweet us and let us know what you think of the 20 nominations. Yeah, and who do you think is going to win Best Musical this year? We are not committing to nominations yet, except <laughs> Steph has already committed to nominations. I filled out my ballot on the Audience Rewards website. I'm going to say it now. We have until noon on June 9th <laughs> to submit our nominations. Yeah. And then no changing. That's, That's what it. it is. And we'll be watching together. So, again, stay tuned for that. And, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you.